Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Mike here along with my partner in crime, Tyler, bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Tyler, my man, how you been? Been doing good. Uh, Just family's in good health, and... Uh... So yeah, can't ask for anything more than that. My wife is coming down with a cold, though. Not so great, but oof, we're doing our best you know, over here. I'm trying to hold it down, hold down the fort. Yeah. You know, it was a it was it was a weird Sunday this past Sunday because you know is that we had the uh, the super controversial call, you know, in the Saints Rams oh, game. We did that? We did. You know, really? I, I, apparently, I've heard now. Apparently, lawyers are filing a lawsuit against the NFL to overturn or like play the last quarter or something of that game. That will never happen. But it, you know, you may as well dream. You, you can know, try. It, it, can we also, uh, as Raiders fans, go back in time and file a lawsuit against the NFL for the Tuck Rule? Can we do yes. that? Can we go ahead and play the last quarter of that game as yeah. well? You know, and we can bring all those players out of retirement Heck too. Yeah. Let's just bring them all out, suit them back up. You know, give them like a month to prepare. Yeah. And do it all over, and then just who would we have played in that Super Bowl if we'd won? If we were to beat the Steelers or the Patriots? Um, the Rams. The Ram- So so just put the Rams on alert and say, hey, you know, you will have Torrey a Super Holt, Bowl. And, and, Isaac Bruce, yep. Kurt Warner, yep. Marshall Falk. Uh, get well, back out there. Yeah, let them know that you know you've got six weeks to prepare because in a month we're throwing this game down, and then in two weeks, you know, it's Heck it's yeah. game on. So, but no, I do feel bad because I I was pulling for Breeze and the in the Saints. Um, uh, so I they, they really apparently apparently John Gruden got a hold of Sean Payton after the game and just told him like, man, it's it's going to take a long time to get over this. Like, trust me. Yeah, and if anybody would know, it's Gruden. Um, but I know I yes. really felt bad for them in that. And, uh, and then of course, you know, the refs, I, I was uh, con- the refs really shrewded that one, Micah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they really did, shrewded they. it. They shrewded both games because, you know, that, that so-called, you know, smack on Tom Brady's head with the, <laughs> where he hit him in the shoulder pad, yeah. you know, gave him 15 yards. We had a, once again, a controversial catch call, you know, catch, no catch. I think it was Julian Edelman. Um, so, I mean, it was all over, but you know what? It, it, at the end of the day, dude, the Chiefs should have won that game, except D Ford was two feet <laughs> lined up off sides. Yeah. That game's over except uh, for D Ford, uh, being lined up offside. So, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of all evens out to me. I was actually pulling for the Patriots and give me a moment to explain why, because I just don't like this Chiefs, man. I've heard Chiefs Kingdom all year long. I've had to put up with their fans. I've had to listen to Showtime's Mahomes all for for eighteen weeks now, or sixteen. McFarland. Yeah, uh, everybody just raving on and on. And I, honestly, dude, I was sick of it. So, you know, as much as I hate the Patriots, I've kind of let that grudge go, and and I was kind of happy to see. Um, See, see the Patriots take down the Chiefs just because, you know, hated rival. Um, but I do have to say I am pulling for the Rams. I'd like to see Goff and uh, and company win there. I think it's a pretty evenly matched Super Bowl when you break it all down. And the Rams have that secret weapon to me, that interior pressure, that pressure right up into Brady's face is going to be key. If, if, yeah, and you he know, doesn't Belichick's, like that. Yeah, the wizard, the, the hoodie's got two weeks to try to stop that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see because if they can't stop that, um, I, I think the Patriots might be in trouble. But, you know, give the hoodie any kind of time to prepare for you, and that's never a good thing. So uh, all that to say, kind of an uninteresting Super Bowl in my opinion. I, I just I, The Rams aren't – the Rams were expected to be there. You know, the Patriots have been expected to be there for 16 years now. <laughs> so, you know, it, there was no underdog. You know, there was no team that was like, you know, oh – 
you know, the Colts are still in it. They should have lost two weeks ago, but they're still fighting, you know. So, to me, I love that underdog story, kind of like Philadelphia was last year. Now, with all that gone, it's kind of lost a little of the little of the uh, luster for me. And, you know, we're getting close to free agency and the draft uh, for the Oakland Raiders, and I'm pretty jacked to to watch that play out. That's I've been joking with people that the, the draft in April is our Super Bowl with yes. three first-round picks. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> but, Tyler, man, you got some shout-outs for us this week. Who you got this week for Raider Nation? We got uh, some happy shout-outs to start off with this week. Uh, these are some people that followed us this week, Micah. Uh, Oahu Raider, thanks uh, to him. He's over at uh, the On the Crow's Nest podcast network. Um, the Not So Slim Shady, Mike Livermore. Uh, Salt City Silver and Black from Syracuse, New York. They are based out of Syracuse, nice. New York. Um, and they are a Raiders fan club that you can become a member of. They followed us this cool. week and... Had some good conversation with uh, one of the guys from there. Very nice people, um, and you know they kind of they gave us a little bit of a run this week on Twitter. So we appreciate that to the Salt Absolutely. City Silver and Black, uh, the Raider Ramble, Damage Inc., Mark Mazzatelli, uh, Todd at Mass Raider seventy one, uh, Jason Glassman, Angry Atrask over at the uh, Ladies of Darkness podcast. Uh, Bruce Leroy, Angel, (laughs) (laughs) Angel Rodriguez, uh, Kevin Sikorsky, Fly Rod Raider. Uh, thank you, Fly Rod Raider, for talking, uh, for tweeting me back. Uh, he has a golden trout, Micah, which I was very interested in, like a literal golden trout, not an albino, but like the, the, the golden trout from, uh from uh northern california area very pretty fish uh, so he's got one like in a tank like a pet trout sorry not very clear it's in his uh his picture his uh, oh, profile cool. picture so oh that's awesome and for those of you who don't know micah and i are very avid fishermen micah more so than i uh because he makes videos and you can check him out on youtube at oh, yes. uh, get busy living videos so, the shameless plug. Shameless. Well, Thank I you, Tyler. Did. You're very welcome. Uh, <laughs> Heidi, uh, next one up is Heidi Stabbert. Uh, film over stats. Um, Alec Real and Reina at CamLamp21. Um, those were some of our, our follows this week. Also, awesome. um, just wanted to shout out, had a really good conversation on Twitter, imagine that. Like the first one, I thought it was going to go rough. Uh, it wasn't. It was actually very decent. And that was between myself, uh, Film Over Stats, and Ronald Jackson II. Thank you guys uh, for being civil and uh, acting like grown ups on Twitter in a world where most people on Twitter don't act like grown ups. And uh, yeah, so overall, good week. Some new followers. Um, awesome. Lots of, you know, the, lots of fun things like that. Heck yeah. The behind the eye patch crew is growing pretty quickly. And that's been fun to see this being our first season as uh partners in crime covering the Oakland Raiders. So, uh, and as always, if you ever want to get in this on this action with us, Raider nation, give us a call, leave us a voicemail. We will play it back on the podcast. That number is 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. Try to keep it under a minute. Any topic you want to talk about. We got free agency coming up. We got the draft coming up. The Super Bowl is in here in about a week and a half. So we'd love to hear from Raider Nation. We, we're on all the time. We're talking with people on Facebook. The Facebook page is just behind the eye patch on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at behind eye patch. That's kind of Tyler's uh, domain there. I run the Facebook page. And uh, dude, we're always on chatting with people on, on both um on both social media accounts. So we'd love to hear from people. But again, get on this podcast. We've had some great conversations, had some great voicemails this year already so far on the podcast. So give us a call, 208-557-9771. You can remain anonymous, you know, if you don't want anybody else to know, you know, that you're, uh, you know, 
you loved, uh, you know, Matt McGloin and you, you thought <laughs> that they should have taken him over Carr, you know, that's fine. We'll, you know, we'll discuss it. We will debate it. And you can remain anonymous if you want. But give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Um, really quickly, Tyler, I put a poll out there just kind of recapping the 2018 season for the Raiders. And I said, what was the more satisfying win Ooh. for Raider Nation? Was it the Christmas Eve win over the Denver Broncos? Or was it the win over Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers? And at about a 70 to 30%, and it was close for a while, more like 65-35, um, it was the Christmas Eve Denver Bronco win over uh, over the Denver Broncos on Christmas Eve. It received about 65% of the votes as compared to the Steelers one, which was actually spread out a little further than I thought. Like I said, for about the first 50, 60 votes, it was darn near 50-50. I, we ended up getting, I think, 105, 106 votes on that poll. Uh, and then the Denver Bronco game started to pull away. But, man, I, I agree. I have to agree on that. That that, that was magical. Best Christmas, Christmas Eve. present ever. Exactly. You know, perhaps the last game, we still don't know where they're going to play. Still In fact, know. the rumors are coming back now that, well, there's still a shot they might play in the Oakland Coliseum yep. again. So. Yep. What could be the last game, the final game in the Coliseum on Christmas Eve, just to get a win over the hated rivals? I, I, I voted for that one personally as well, and I thought that was the more magical. I mean, beating the Steelers is, is always a good time. And, and a little-known fact, somebody posted this up. Every year the Steelers have missed the playoffs is when they lost to the Oakland Raiders. Um they, so they lost to the Oakland Raiders in each one of those seasons. I thought that was really interesting. So uh, satisfying win, but not quite as satisfying as that Christmas Eve win. So Tyler and anybody, Raider Nation, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that Tyler, uh, we're not afraid here, not just Tyler, but both of us, at the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, um, we, will, we, we have created basically what has now kind of become a hit list. And that is basically for anybody – who jumps on social media and starts running their mouth on things that they know nothing of. Kind of like Stephen A. did when he was talking about uh, old, uh, who, uh, Hunter Henry for the, uh, for the Chargers, <laughs> talking about how he had, he had affected, uh, how he'd Johnson, been helping. how important yeah, how he he'd was, been, and he yeah, was at how, home on the couch. Yeah, Super and Hunter Henry, important. I think that was like week 12, and Hunter Henry hadn't seen the field all year, and he was talking about how important he was to that Charger def- or Charger offense and how it was going to be tough for, you know, Team A on Sunday to stop him. And and it was just like, I think it was Teddy Bruschi that was listening to him, and his face when he's listening was like, <laughs> what? Yes. So anyway, we go after anybody, and unfortunately, but fortunately, recently it's been a lot of these so-called Oakland Raider beat writers, man. And I think I think it's because Oakland's getting ready to head out the door. I think a lot of these guys see the handwriting on the wall. They're losing their jobs. I don't think they're going up to Vegas to continue to follow this team, to continue to be in day in and day out of practices. So they're kind of just letting it all hang out. And it's 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 kind of we're kind of seeing the the opposite side of the coin here with these guys. A lot of these guys claim to be not fans they're students of the game they're you know quote unquote analysts i mean That's i've seen it all word. i've heard it all my favorite word analyst. is analyst yeah 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 if you say it real slowly that describes them best um uh so um so anyway but recently it's been a lot of these beat writers for the raiders i mean it's, and it's just been insane stuff i mean it's like for real, go back if you want to get a taste of it. Go back and listen to our last podcast where we had the giveaway. We're going to get to that too as well. Um, yes, we are. But uh, uh, so, Tyler, speaking of the hit list, do you have a hit list for us this week? I do. Uh, it's shorter than last week, and so you know, I don't know if it was us calling them out and they listened to the podcast and were like, you know what, those guys are right. We're being jerks. We need to be kinder. Uh, I like to think. That, I like yeah. to think that. Uh, definitely. Uh, this week is really just two. Uh, and really, honestly, I wish it would just kind of, we would just ignore it as Raider Nation. But as Raider Nation, we are loyal to our own. And uh, this yes. week, uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman uh, were both challenged to a fight in the octagon by one Derek Carr. And uh, Derek Carr had had enough of them of some guy of Max Kellerman uh, kind of defaming him a little bit. Also uh, with Stephen A, who had to open his fat trap. 
And, uh, you know, Again. gosh, that guy, he needs to stick to basketball and boxing because he sucks at football. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he really but does. he needs to just stay on the couch. And he challenged Carr to have a one-on-one discussion with him of the nuances of the game and how Carr is terrible and how... Anyway, Max Kellerman. Well, you remember how what 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 uh, what a baller Stephen A. was in the NFL at quarterback. Yes. So, if there was if there's somebody that could critique Carr on his game, I think it's fair to say Stephen A. is right in line there oh, to be absolutely. able to jump in and, and and give Carr a few pointers because well, I don't remember which college Stephen A. played for. It was either <laughs> it was at USC. Was he quarterback at USC? Maybe it was UCLA. I don't. I don't. Yeah, remember. Back in the day. Uh... Yeah, it, I mean, he has a few Rose Bowl wins, doesn't sure. he, under his belt? Absolutely. Always. I mean, and, and I think a, two or three Super Bowl rings as well, leading, uh, I forget which NFL team he played for, but uh, he led his team to victory, um, you know, some conference Probably titles, the Cowboys. et cetera. Probably. Um, so, I mean, if there's somebody that, you know, has, has the right to critique Derek Carr on his game, I think Stephen A. is right up there with analysts. Uh, that can give him advice. So anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I needed a breath uh, and a a break. Um, Just so Kellerman basically came out and said that Carr has given up. Uh, He gave up during the season. And I don't know what tape Kellerman was watching. Now, here's, here's where I have to draw the line of being a fan because I will... I will support whoever wears the silver and black unless it's a certain safety that I won't mention his name. Uh, (laughs) But I am a fan. I am a fan of the Oakland Raiders. I have been a fan of the Oakland Raiders. I am a fan of Derek Carr. I will continue to be a fan of Derek Carr. However, I do realize that, no, he is not amongst this year the elite of the elite quarterbacks. Uh, PFF, I think had him graded at 27th and of the, of the starting quarterbacks out of 33 quarterbacks in the NFL, he was ranked number 37 with, or sorry, 27 with like a 40 point something grade. And, uh, Stephen A. Smith made sure to bring that up today. Um, but anyway, you know, Kellerman just said he gave up and Carr, uh, challenged both of those, quote, clowns uh, to a fight in the octagon, and I think he was just playing around, and I think that's fine. I I am under the uh, opinion, and this is just mine, this is not necessarily Micah's or Birch's, but I am under the opinion that the man is entitled to stick up for himself. If someone defames me as a physical therapist... I am going to come back to that person and say you're full of crap because this, 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 and this. I believe that is what Derek Carr was doing. Somebody defamed his character, he didn't like it, and he has all the right to get back at these so-called analysts that run first take over there at ESPN. Now, that being said, people, there are kind of two camps of thought, uh... Carr should have just shut his mouth and taken it, or, right. you know, he was... Kind of rise above right. it. Right. But he also, you know, there's the camp that I'm sitting in where I'm like, dude, you didn't, you know, you weren't derogatory, you never swore at him, you you called him a clown, and you said that he was... He even said, I'll go on your show and I'll tell you why you're wrong. And, and kudos to him. Um... And I think, you know, everybody has a right to stand up for themselves. And I am in Absolutely. that I am in that park. And I give him props for doing it in a kind manner. Yes, there were names slung back and forth, but it just needs to it needs to stop. Um What what what's really what really makes this um to me cuz I am more of the camp to like, you know, don't give them the time of day kind of thing. But it's here's the difference. It's like me, Tyler, as as a realtor, told you as a physical therapist why you aren't doing or how you're not doing your job right. Like I have no idea about physical therapy. I mean, I'm pop some aspirin, stretch, sit in a hot tub, maybe throw some ice on it. That's my extent of physical therapy. 
Um, whereas you have way more of an in-depth knowledge on types of injuries, how to treat, how to, you know, rest, how to, how to recover from injury X, injury Y, injury Z. It'd be like me knowing nothing about physical therapy, telling you, Tyler, you don't know what you're talking about. He just needs to take some ibuprofen and sit in a hot tub. And and Tyler, you're 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 just you're no good at your job. That that's basically what's happening. Stephen A. Smith, did Stephen A. Smith ever even play football? Was he even a football player? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Think maybe high maybe school. Boxed. I I honest. I know Max Kellerman at one time was a boxer, and well, I know they about... both cover boxing. I don't know what his uh, stat line was though. And Kellerman, did he ever play football? No, nope, I, I don't mean, think so. It, well, maybe in high it, school. I don't know. Yeah, probably high school. That, that sounds about right with these kinds of uh, with this kinds of line of reasoning. Um, but that's where it's it's so laughable, and, and and I think Carr has every right to point out and go, you you're not even like you didn't even play the sport, yet you're gonna tell me how to do this or what I am doing right or what I'm doing wrong or what I should or shouldn't be doing. That's what's so laughable about this. And I think, you know, they've now this now both these guys have made, you know, this public accusation against Carr that he gives up. He's quits. Not you know, didn't bother to look at the stats that Carr actually vastly improved in the second half of the season compared to the first half. That doesn't sound like a guy who's quitting on his team to me. Um uh, don't don't bother to look at numbers like that. They pull some obscure, you know, pro football focused number that oh, out of thirty three like, total, those are like uh, the Bible to those people. And oh yeah, it doesn't show everything. No, no, you know, it, so so, uh, but the, they'll pull some stat that might bolster their argument, or at least low information people might think it bolsters their argument because that's who they pander to. The Stephen A. Smiths, they, they, they pander to the low information when they're spewing this kind of stuff. And um, uh, they're hoping that people, just because I said it and I'm on ESPN or Fox or wherever, that, that you know, you'll take it as gospel truth. Um, so I think in this instance, yeah, I mean, this is, dude, this is big time fake news. And, and so I think Carr had every right, I'm in your camp as well, to come out and say, this is a bunch of baloney. These guys are clowns, because they are. And, uh, um... Uh, and I'm glad he didn't take them up to be on first take because that's exactly what these guys, that's what they want. They need somebody like Carr on their show because their show is terrible. Nobody watches their show. Um, uh, there's a reason people are, are funneling through that place like crazy. So uh, 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 they, so it's just, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't take them up on that and continue to kind of fan the flames there. He said his piece, um, uh, pointed out the stupidity of it. And then moved on. And I think that was fantastic. I don't see any problem with that. I'm not sitting over here going, oh, no, car, don't, you know, don't, don't feed the trolls, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think, no, when somebody makes an accusation, you know, somebody didn't just say, you know, Carr is a bad quarterback and just left it at that. You know, it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, relative bad at what, you know, you you could say anything. But when, when something like giving up, quitting on his team, that, that's, that's serious. And that needs to be addressed. That defames like his character, who he is as a person. And, and it's not true. I mean, if anybody's given up, it was people that were traded out and, but you don't hear anything about those morons. Like, a la Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper you know? or freaking Bruce Irvin. You don't hear anything yeah. about those guys. It's, it's you know, and, and that's why I'm like, dude, go stand up for yourself. You don't have to be a yep. doormat. Go out there. And, and he yeah. did. And he stood up for himself. And I have no problem with that. Yep. Me either. Me either. So uh, were those the two hit lists for this week? That's it. That's um, all I got. That's Just good. those guys. Uh, well, that's, that's I think good, we cause... calmed them down last week is what I think. I think so. I think so, and I think uh, uh, that it, there needs to be a little more accountability here because these guys, like I said, these guys rise up these these so called beat writers, and then all of a sudden, like they pander to the low information people, and and oftentimes it's unfortunate because they get their start by being really good analysts or you know being good students of the game, but then all of a sudden they get a little fame, they get a little following, and the next thing you know they just. Then they start, it's almost like they have to out-hot take the next guy. And then they start coming up with some of this just wild and bizarre takes. And you just and nobody holds them accountable because everybody's like, well, you know, they, 
go to Raiders practices. It's like that doesn't. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could, you know, sneak across the fence and 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 put a lanyard on around my neck and be at a Raiders practice. Doesn't mean what I'm saying is any kind of truth to it. So um, uh, these guys need to be held accountable, and it's starting now, Tyler. And I've noticed. I don't know about you, but I've looked across the landscape of of, of uh, social media, and it seems like there are a few other people starting to do the same thing. So we're trendsetters. Like, uh, yeah, we are trendsetters, and you know what? I've if you can see me, I've, I'm actually patting myself on the back um, for that. I can so, see Tyler. You. He is. Yeah, you 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 deserve the same. Thank Tyler. you. So, okay, after the hit list, then man, I've got a question for you. I've got a question for you, and this is kind of off the cuff. And I thought about this today, and this is how it got started. I um I've seen I've seen a lot of stuff. You know, Gruden wants to bring Marshawn Lynch back. Um, uh, people talking about, oh, Chris Warren, the third, he's the guy he's going to be the, you know, he's going to be the running back next year. Um, uh, and it got me to thinking Tyler, there are many multiple positions. The Oakland Raiders need to address this offseason. <sighs> defensive end. Uh, what, what are some other ones? Wide receiver, um, safety. linebacker, safety, um, I've seen uh, along the offensive line. We've seen quarterback. We've seen running defensive back. I mean, line, gosh, not, we've not seen just, just edge, about, but also defensive line. Sorry. Yeah, uh, we we've seen every just about everything, which is unfortunate, but it's the truth. Is there a position that right now might be popular that a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this needs to be addressed." Let, let, let's let's stick specifically to the draft. There is a position in the draft that needs to be addressed. This. What is a popular position that everybody's talking about that needs to be addressed in the draft that you, Tyler, GM Tyler, would say, you know what, actually, I like who we've got here right now. This, for the 2019 NFL draft, I don't mind skipping over that. Is there a position in your mind that you wouldn't mind skipping over? Uh, oh, that's hard because I think about it and it all really, it, it really depends. I, I would feel comfortable with one position. Um... But it depends on if we bring back Jared Cook or not. If we if we were to uh, re-sign Jared Cook, we'd have Jared Cook. We'd have uh, Lee, and I really like Waller uh, that we picked up off of the Ravens yeah. uh, practice squad. Or yeah, he was on the practice squad. Ravens practice squad at the end towards the end of the year, um, and Derek Carrier too. Like that, I think that's a solid staff. You've got you know you're receiving. Yep. You've got a couple gadget guys that can do it all. And you've got a, a, a tight end that was covering punts, like as a gunner, that's how fast he yeah. is. And I would be okay with that. If we don't re-sign cook, that's another area that I think you look to, uh, maybe not in the top rounds of the draft, but you know, towards the middle rounds, fourth, fifth round, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, a sad, maybe, Maybe the only other position that I say I, I don't address this year is the quarterback position. Um, okay. And maybe the interior defensive line, because you've got Mo Hurst coming back. You've got P.J. Hall coming back. Uh, you've got Jelly, and you've got uh, Eddie Vanderdoes, who will be back after that knee injury. And sat what do you out. think about Hankins? They're going to bring Hankins back? I doubt it. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Hankins brought back. To be downright mm-hmm. honest, I thought he had a great year. Um, Me too. And so, no, I wouldn't mind bringing. You know, if you if they brought back Hankins and they decided maybe interior defensive line isn't uh, something that they need to address, I, I would say kind of in that order. Maybe tight end, uh, quarterback like a starting caliber quarterback. Maybe you address yeah. the quarterback as a backup position. Maybe somebody that you feel you can groom um, to be a starter if need be. And then um, and then interior defensive line. Those would be kind of like, that would be my top three that you could probably get away with not addressing in the draft. But, you know, they're all conditional. It all depends. And, and that's what's difficult at this time is, Figuring out what parts are going to be back, what parts are not going to be back. Uh, are they going to let Osemele oh, go? Or are they going to let Jackson go? Because they can let quite a few guys go with no salary cap hits. Um, and so it's it's difficult to tell. But those would be my that would be my answer is uh, probably like tight it. end, quarterback, and uh, interior defensive line. 
Yeah, one of the big ones there that you've mentioned is quarterback. I've seen a lot of people like, oh, Kyler Murray, you know, he's in the draft. He'll be there. You know, the Raiders could pick him up, blah, blah, blah. And I just think that'd be such a waste of a pick. I think because Derek Carr's vast improvement um, in the second half of the season uh, was so was so big. Um, are you having troubles over there, brother? I can't are you okay? Breathe. Are you going to survive this? Okay. I, now I can breathe. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but I think the quarterback position that you mentioned, I think that's a big one. That, I, to me, does not need to be addressed. That, roll with Carr one more year. Look at next year's draft. I mean, look who you, the potential players. The young man out of Clemson. Will he be? Oh, wait, no. He was a freshman, wasn't he? Which, so he'll have to play which one more one? year, correct? Uh, the young man, uh, long-haired dude, led oh. him to the he just, just totally single-handedly crushed Alabama. The nineteen-year-old, he'll he'll need to stick around for one more season, won't he? Yeah. He oh won't. well, no, no, no. It'll be. Will he be eligible as a junior? No. Will he have to play his freshman year? this year? He has to play his sophomore year. And yeah, but after Trevor next Lawrence. year, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. But but after after the twenty nineteen college season, he'll be eligible for the twenty twenty draft, won't he? I don't because he'll know. be a junior. I think so because I think you have to play freshman sophomore, but then you're by junior year you're eligible. You can forego your junior year and go to the draft. If that's the case, there's there's a name Trevor Lawrence. Um, you have uh, Tua uh, from Alabama. I mean, th- there are a lot of players that I think. Um, are, are there are some big name players that 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 uh, I uh, worth waiting for in the 2020 draft as far as quarterback go. So I would not waste the Raiders need way. There are positions in more dire need than the quarterback position right now. Um, so I would not address that if I'm the Oakland Raiders. AJ McCarron I think is a solid backup. I obviously your backups your backup. You're hoping that I mean. For anybody, if anybody goes down except for the Eagles, you know, with Carson Wentz and, and, and Foles over there, that was that. I mean, that's the exception. But, um, uh, you know, you need your your starter to stay healthy. Um, so, uh, sorry to interrupt. Here's the quarterback. No, so, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, George's yep. Jake Frome, Stanford's KJ Costello, and Michigan's Shea Patterson are all expected to be available in 2020. So, I think... Um, I think Trevor Lawrence has to play his junior year and then okay. can declare. I think that's the rule. Still, Herbert and Tua Tunga are two guys uh, are, that are going to be, I mean, those are two big names right there that uh, I think are worth waiting for. And Carr, is, uh, you know, heaven forbid, Carr has a terrible 2019 season. I honestly don't see it happening. I think the tools are going to be there. Um, but if, if at the end of 2019, we're going, oh my gosh, you know, Carr is not the answer here. Then you know what? I think there are some options in the 2020 draft to work with. But my position, thinking about it today and, and kind of analyzing it, was the running back position. And here's why. I went back and looked at some of Chris Warren III's highlights. Dude, that dude's a tank. That dude's a truck when he runs. And, and... I was really impressed watching preseason film. I watched his Texas film, and I just thought, dang, if this were a guy coming into the draft now, he'd be fairly high on my list. He He's always falling forward. He's one of those guys that he's kind of like an Ezekiel Elliott as far as when he gets tackled, you know, he's falling forward for that extra yard, yard and a half. Um and the dude just the dude's got some real muscle in his core and in his in his legs and his hips. And I just, I'm going, this might be one of those secret weapons that we've kind of forgotten about, but when he gets unleashed in 2019, it might be one of those unexpected surprises that just like, whoa, for this offense. Um, you know, there are talks, as we mentioned earlier, that Lynch might be coming back. If that's the case, then yeah, this running back position is going to be set. Um, if Lynch doesn't come back, I think you roll with Doug Martin, Chris Warren the third, and Jalen Richard, and you stick DeAndre Washington perhaps on the uh, um, on the practice squad, or you know what, you you wave DeAndre Washington. This this running back class uh, to me is so stacked. You know, go pick yourself up a running back in the sixth round. You know, go pick somebody up. You know, a name somebody who slipped maybe, and uh, you know, and l- maybe let him fight Jalen Richard for that number three spot. 
um, or have him as a reserve. So, you know, when Doug Martin leaves or if Chris Warren the third doesn't pan out or injury, etc., you know, you've got you've got a stud running back. Because I think they're gonna still be some pretty pretty big names still in the fifth and sixth rounds at running back in this draft. So but if, if to me and I know the last few weeks I've been kind of beating that drum, you know, Henderson out of Memphis. I love that guy. I love the way he runs and his style of play out of the shotgun. The Raiders love running the ball out of shotgun. Yep. I think he'd fit in perfectly. But uh, um, I think with with Chris Warren III, we need to give this guy a season. You know, with Doug Martin and Jalen Richard, Chris Warren III, I like that stable of running backs and perhaps even Marjon Lynch in there. Um, uh, I like that trio. Um uh, and so I, if that, if there's a position I would forego in the draft, I would say, you know what, don't worry about the running back position. I know that's a lot of people have been talking about that myself included, but, um, I would say, no, spend it on a, you know, spend that maybe fourth or fifth round pick that you normally would on a running back, spend it on the O-line, you know, spend it on, you know, Osemele's replacement on Gabe Jackson's replacement, you know, somebody that maybe could, you know, step in in a couple of years. I, I really hope we don't get rid of either of those guys. I don't see it happening. No, I, those guys are such key pieces on that offensive line. I mean, that's that, that the, their numbers are, are pro bowl worthy. Um, yeah, so when I they're just, healthy, you know, that's, that's yeah, the, when they're healthy, sure. exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so in fact, I think Gabe Jackson was ranked the second best, um, center or not Gabe Jackson. I'm sorry. Um, Hudson. Uh, Hudson. Yeah. Hudson was ranked the second best center, uh, in, in all of the, you know, out of all of them in, in the NFL out of, out of 32. And that's impressive. And that's not a guy you just, you know, let walk. No. Um, and Osemele's of just, I mean, that dude's a tank. That's a wall. And I, there's no way I would let him out the door right now. No. And so, and, and especially because of the way that, um, uh, Miller played when Osemele yes. was healthy in there. They both played fairly decent uh, when they were, you know. Yep. That's that's a relative statement. I realize that, but um, <laughs> you know, when when uh, when Osemele was there and he was and he was healthy, and when Miller was healthy, kind of towards the end, it looked better on that left hand yep. side of the line. Yep. So. Um, so there you go. And man, that draft's right around the corner. Of course, we've got free agency coming up here in about, what, about five weeks now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so five, six, about six weeks, six weeks. So, but it's right around the corner. So, but Tyler, it's time, dude. It, we are going to play GM for three rounds. And for those of you who don't know who, we love to jump on Fanspeak, fanspeak.com, and we will row through some mock drafts. They update the big boards regularly. Uh, they've got all kinds of different ways that you can uh, run your own mock draft. Tyler and I today are going to just do a three-round mock draft. So first three rounds is if Tyler's the GM, GM Tyler, GM Micah, we are going to throw this thing down, and uh, we're going to see what we can pick up. And we're going to go with Matt Miller's big board. That's just been recently updated with the names. And they, they, well, the kind of the fun thing about this is they periodically update it with, you know, who analysts are, you know, projecting players to go to, the needs of each team. So, you know, what's the likelihood of these teams picking, you know, X, Y, or Z at this point in this time in the draft? So it's fairly realistic. I feel like. Um, yeah, up uh, to so this you can, point. Yeah, up to this point so far. So we're going to roll through a three-round mock draft. Uh, as always, I like to put it on difficult just because life is difficult. Um, and so, you know what? Very rarely do you get to draft day and you actually pick the guys that you want. Um, get to pick the guys you want, I should say. Uh, but, you know, the Raiders are going to have a pretty good chance with three first-round picks. I think they're going to be able to pick up some pretty big names and some players that uh, that we've that all of Raider Nation have wanted. So, Tyler, let's begin this thing right here. As long as I get to load up and my Wi-Fi is working, all right, I'm on the clock. But Tyler, you go first. Who are you picking with the fourth overall pick in the draft? Wow. Uh, who who went for? I'm just curious. Who went first? Three in yours. I had Nick Bosa off at one, Quinnen Williams at two, and Jalen Ferguson at three. Who is Jalen Ferguson? Oh, he's the uh, he's a D end out of uh, Louisiana yeah. Tech or something. Yep. Um, okay. So my first three were Nick Boza, Josh Allen, and Cleveland Farrell. Okay. So I am going to take 
Quinn and Williams because I really like Quinn and Williams, and I think I like it. even though I said don't address the interior defensive line <laughs> in my book, <laughs> he's the best player available, and I'm gonna address the interior defensive line. I like it. I like it. You know, I've got Josh Allen sitting here, uh, so uh, off the edge, that dude's an animal, man, and I like uh, the dude's a baller. I like him, and I think he's gonna be one. He could. He's got the potential to be one of those. Uh, uh, almost kind of reminds me of like a Vaughn Miller-esque type of player. Just so it's just really disruptive almost in all phases of the game. So I'm going to go Josh Allen with my uh, fourth overall pick. And just that edge, that edge position, which allegedly we need to address, um, <laughs> apparently. So, so I right, rolling through here. We got names coming off the, off the board. All right, I'm on the clock right now. I got running back Josh Jacobs out of Alabama still on. Linebacker Devin Bush from Mix, Michigan. Uh, Brian Murphy from Washington. Um, you know what? The name that jumps out to me, and we need to address it, is linebacker. I'm going to go Devin Bush, the linebacker out of Michigan. He can play sideline to sideline, and uh, the Raiders need somebody like that, somebody that can cover ground quickly. So I'm going to go Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan, for my 24th overall pick. Tyler, GM Tyler, who you taking? I have uh, somebody that I've really liked since day one. Uh, Deontay Thompson is sitting there at safety. Um, nice. I've also got Devin Bush and Byron Murphy, who I personally am fairly high on. Byron Murphy, um, he's a corner from Washington. That doesn't mean anything, though, because I'm not, I'm not a scout. But I'm going to take <laughs> uh, safety Deontay Thompson from Alabama at my 20, what is it, 24th, 23rd? Yep, 24th, 24th. 24th pick. Yeah, surprisingly, I also, too, for now the 20, uh, let's see, where am I, 27th overall pick, I still have Deontay Thompson on the board as well. I've also got running back Josh Jacobs. I've got Noah Font from Iowa, um, the tight end. Um, gosh, you know, I think it would be remiss of me not to go Deontay Thompson because we do need safety help. The safety position did improve through the latter part of the season, I felt like. But um, I, I think it could still use an upgrade. And I think somebody like Deontay Thompson can step in immediately and be an immediate upgrade there. So I'm going to go Deontay Thompson. Uh, so my first round looks like this, Tyler. I've got Josh Allen Edge. Linebacker Devin Bush and safety Deontay Thompson. So I go, I'm gonna go triple up, triple my pleasure, triple my fun uh, in the first round on defense. Heading into the second round, who you got again, Tyler? Um, I, I have um, shoot, I don't know what to what to do at this spot. Um, I've got Devin Bush sitting there, and I've got uh, DeAndre Baker the cor uh, okay. and Trayvon Mullen. They're both corners, one from Clemson, one from Georgia. Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to address the linebacker position. It came out this week. Um, Mayock was talking about how the Raiders are looking for – other people to play the middle of the linebacker. I think Devin Bush fits that role. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I think I think Devin Bush fit Devin Bush could fill that role, and so I'm going to take Devin Bush, uh, the linebacker out of Michigan. I like it. I like it. All right, heading into round two. Um, I think at this point. We need to get Carr some uh, get Carr some weapons, and I've actually, honestly, I've still got Nikhil Harry, Marquise Brown, uh, Hakeem Butler, and DK Metcalf all still sitting here at the wide receiver position. You know, I, I'm going to take him, and I know he's prototype, you know, Al Davis Raider material, but Marquise Brown wants to be a Raider, and that's apparent. And I want somebody who wants to be a Raider. I'm going Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma, wide receiver. The speedster in the second round. Tyler, who you taking? This all depends on if um, if Cook comes back because I've got Noah Font sitting there and I've got Marquise Brown. Oh wow! So Noah Font, T.J. Hokinson, and Irv Smith—all three tight ends—are sitting there, and then Marquise Brown 
DK Metcalf, Hakeem Butler, AJ Brown, Taylor Rapp. Those are those are kind of the oh. big names. Um, I also have. Oh, I'm gonna go bold here, Micah. Okay. I'm dropping down. I am grabbing edge rusher O'Shane Jimenez from oh, nice. Old Dominion. Even though he's kind of lower down, I'm gonna take O'Shane Jimenez from Old Dominion. I like it. I like it, dude. That guy's sneaky, good player. I think. I think that's good. That guy's got the potential to be uh, uh, to be something special. I like that pick. I, I see his name pop up, and I'm going. Yeah, you know, if he's there, like say, if he slips and he's there, like third round, depending on who the Raiders have picked, I'd love to see them pick up a player like that. So. Dude, I'm heading into the third. Heading into the third round. So far, I've got edge rusher Josh Allen, linebacker Devin Bush, safety Deontay Thompson, and wide receiver Marquise Brown. This is tough because I feel like I'm covering everything pretty well. But you know who's sitting right here? Dang it. Linebacker Mac Wilson out of Alabama. And gosh dang it, if that just isn't just the sexiest thing that I've seen in <laughs> round three. Are you kidding me? You know what? I'm gonna highest and best player, Mac Wilson, linebackers there. You know we've got some runs. You know some some kind of plug and play players right now. Guys like Marquis Lee is you know he's pretty solid against the run, but I think I I don't know if he's long term. And I hate saying that because gosh dang it, I like Marquis Lee um, and I liked him coming out of college. But, uh, uh, you know, what is he in? He's in year th- – he'll be in year three now. Yep. So maybe it's a little little early to be uh, making that call. But you know what? The linebacker position for Oakland has been something that has just been lackluster for a long time. I like uh, – I think Raiders bring back Daryl Worley. I think between him, Gary on Conley on the other side. I like those two guys for corners. And, uh, I like and the Nick young man, Nelson, Nick, too. Sorry. Yeah, Nick Nelson out of Wisconsin. He's getting the job done, and I think he'll come along well, too. I think you give him another year or two to develop. So I'm going to go Mac Wilson in the third round, linebacker out of Alabama. I don't know how realistic that is, but dang it, Tyler, he's sitting right here, and I'm the GM. I'm not letting him slip through my fingers. Gotta Mac take Wilson it. in the third round. Sit yep. there. You Who gotta you take it? Um, yep. You know, this is, this is the Tyler draft, and – I'm a little sad that I didn't, I don't know. I've got a D lineman, I've got a safety, I've got a linebacker, I've got an edge rusher. I'd like a wide receiver, but I just don't like anybody that's sitting there right now. Um, But I do like Daryl Henderson. And Daryl Henderson from Memphis is sitting there along with David Montgomery out of Iowa State. And I like both of those guys. Indeed. And Damian Harris is sitting there. And that is that is difficult to pass up those guys right there. Yeah. Um, what is your heart telling you, Tyler? I've watched some tape on Daryl Henderson, and I like Daryl Henderson. I'm going to take Daryl Henderson. Hey, do it. Do it for GM Tyler and company got to do it you know and you know maybe this is what you do maybe you go chris warren the third daryl henderson let's say lynch doesn't come back let's say we're playing in utah next this year <laughs> that um would be let's sweet. say let's say lynch doesn't come back you you could go you could wave jalen richard i know maybe a lot of Raider nation doesn't like that but dang it if the guy doesn't fumble all the time you could go henderson you could go chris warren the third and uh uh what's his bucket uh, doug martin you know those, but Doug Martin fumbles all the time too. Good heavens! Uh, but you know that's maybe maybe go a stable of young guns there, and, and led by Doug Martin, the the uh, veteran. So that wouldn't be too shabby. So through three rounds, man, I I've ended up picking up a couple linebackers, a safety, a wide receiver, and an edge rusher. And as I look at this, dang, I almost feel like maybe I should have taken another wide receiver. Obviously, all this is precedented on what happens in free agency. Um, I'm just looking at. I wish at, I would have picked know, up a wide receiver too. Yeah. See, now we're having instant regret. Yes. See, now as, as a GM, I'd be terrible because I'd be like, "Hold up, whoa, uh, uh, oh no, can we do that over? Can we Let's start the draft back. again? Go back. Yeah. Wait a second. I'd be like trading players. I'd be like, wait, I just took, 
I just took Mac Wilson. I actually want Nikhil Harry now. Uh, I'm on the <laughs> phone with whoever just drafted Nikhil Harry. You you want to trade? I got I got Mac Wilson. I'll throw in him and uh, and uh, a fifth rounder. You know, do, do you want him? Um, uh, no, not not seriously. But um, anyway, I took Mac Wilson, Marquise Brown, Deontay Thompson. Devin Bush and Josh Allen, four of my five picks are all on defense, which to me is not bad because no. it is much needed. It is much it needed. Is much needed. How many of those games this year, especially the first one against Kansas City, man, we had that team on the ropes, except our defense could not finish the job. And we had the Rams and, on and the so, ropes. We had the Rams on the ropes. Once again, I mean, there were probably, if I went back and looked, probably a good three to four games this year. Not that it would have made much difference. What's the difference between four and twelve and eight and eight? You know that you might be able to close out the games with a bit better defense. And so, four out of the first five picks on defense—I don't think that's too shabby. But I think you're going to see a lot of focus on defense in the free agency, in my opinion. So, just have to wait and see how that plays out. So, Tyler, five picks and three rounds. Who did you have? What, what did it end up looking like for you? Pick four, Quinn and Williams. Pick twenty-four, Deontay Thompson, safety out of Alabama. Pick 27, linebacker Devin Bush from Michigan. Round two, pick three, the typical Raiders reach pick. Edge rusher O'Shane Jimenez. And round three, (laughs) pick two, uh, running back Daryl Henderson from Memphis. I like it. I like it. Not too shabby. Now, um, I will trade you Mac Wilson uh, for O'Shane uh, the young man out of Old Dominion, if you want. Uh, I'm good. I'll keep okay. it. I'll keep it. Okay. We need that second round uh, pick that's a reach. reach. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mario Edwards. Yeah. A uh, Yes! A, uh, oh, gosh. I've already forgotten his name. From uh, We traded him to the Cowboys. Oh, um, I don't know. Did we cut and... I can't so remember. This year. I can't remember. Everybody like that's listening right now. It's this guy, you idiot. Uh, I know. Right? Anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Guy. Well, from Illinois. Well, I you, next, I know where he played. Uh, next, next. Um. Oh, oh, you're talking about. Uh, um. Gosh, dang it! Now I'm totally drawn a blank. <sighs> he was. He was a defensive end as well. Wasn't yeah. He? It was a Muslim name, wasn't it? It was. It was jihad. Jihad Ward. Jihad Ward. There we yes. Go. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was another reach. Good heavens. Uh, so. Yep. Okay. Well, hopefully with Mike Mayock and company, those days are behind us now. Yes. We can. We can only hope. So. But next week, let's do four round mock. Let's see what we come up with in the fourth rounds. I want to start looking. And Raider at Nation, some names. call us with your four round mocks. We've yeah. given you the yeah, website. Yeah. We want to hear it. Call us, call us, see what... Call us, drop it drop on our it Twitter on page. Yeah, yeah drop pick. it on the Twitter page. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share it on our on, on the podcast. Send us a photo on Twitter, on Facebook. Send us a photo of the mock draft. Don't send us photos of anything else, just of, of, of football <laughs> stuff. Um, We're family friendly. So, yes, exactly. I, we don't, we don't, yeah. Anyhow, speaking of some of these young players, Tyler, I know you've been kind of excited about this. And before we get into it, well, I'll get into it right now. It's talking about the Senior Bowl coming up, man. Yeah. And we want to give a big shout-out to Murph over at Raiders Fans Radio, man. Murph, I don't you're know, the man. If you've seen any of those photos, he is glad-handing with some pretty big names big up there. Big Mayock, Gruden. Whew. I mean, I fully expect to understand what Spider-2Y Banana actually means yes. when uh w- when he gets back because i will query him on that <laughs> because he's up there man just he, he I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's probably he probably has mayock's number you know at this point in time and it's just they probably go get drinks you know from here on out um so big shout out to murph though that's that's a huge accomplishment getting up there being part of the press uh, Murph over at Raiders Fan Radio, one of the guys really instrumental in helping us get our own podcast off the ground, points, tips, and uh, they've. it's been fun watching their product grow over there over the course of, well, it's for me, it's been a couple years now, um, and just watching them go from, you know, just starting it up on the grind, uh, but, but you know, not pretending to be any more than what they were. Um, just two guys, well, three now, three, four, I don't, it's grown. Um, guys that just know football 
and talk intelligently on it. And it's been fun to listen to and fun to see. And so congratulations again to Murph Congrats, over there Murph, getting the man. in on that. But anyway, talking about the Senior Bowl, Tyler, you got some thoughts on this. You're pretty jacked to see this go down, aren't you? Yes, I am excited for the Senior Bowl. It seems like um, I've got I've got a few uh, quotes from Mike Mayock about the Senior Bowl, but it's fun for those kids from smaller schools. You know, every year you see somebody uh, start to rise up the rise up the draft stocks. This year, um, there's a few receivers that are kind of rising to be the cream of the crop. You've got a safety in Nasir Adderley. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, but he's rising up the charts. I've seen him in mock drafts going in the first round. He's a safety out of wow. Delaware, I believe. Um, anyway, so uh, he's, you know, there's always these kids that go unnoticed and then they have a good, they do a good job at the senior bowl and, you know, their draft stock climbs. And, and it's always fun to see that. Um, going to that, uh, the mock, or let's see. Uh, Mike Mayock via, oh, gosh darn it, I lost it. Oh, via Matt Schneidman. Uh, Mayock on his start in talent evaluation. I was showing up at Pro Days and I was the only guy there. Back in the day, I'm showing up with my book bag like, hi, I'm Mike. And they're all like, get out of here. You're a media slappy. Get out. Um, and... And that's just, you know, it shows me that he's, you know, he's he's going in there. People know Mike Mayock because he was one of the first people to do this. And he's one of the best talent evaluators in the business as far as on TV. And I'm really excited what he does with this time at the Senior Bowl um, and what their board looks like, him and Gruden. One of the things that he said was that one of the nice or one of the things that the Raiders have going for them is that the head coach and the GM are on the exact same page. They're both in the building at like 4.30 in the morning. They're both going over tape. They're both going, you know, they're coaching, they're watching, they're scouting, and that's good. I mean, that's what more yep. could you ask for? They're yep. both on the same page. Um, and uh, another thing that Mayock said about the Senior Bowl, uh, this is from Scott Bear at Bear NBCS. Uh, Mike Mayock saying, are we focused in on defensive ends at the Senior Bowl? Of course. We'd be dumb if we weren't. But we need pretty much everything on defense. We're looking at every position. So it's not like they're just there looking at uh, Sweat from uh, is that Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State. Um, you know, they're looking at everybody. Yeah. So they had Adderley. They've got a bunch of, uh, like, really fast wide receivers um and and stuff like that so and another thing mayock said today as well via Vic Tafur, uh there aren't 32 starting quarterbacks in the nfl and we have one of them Derek carr is the least of our problems so that's awesome so that's nice that's awesome and he also said about uh carr doing what the children call these days as a clap back um I like our quarterback. I like the attitude, Mayock said. Sometimes guys get frustrated by what they perceive to be a lack of understanding in the media. And these guys in the media, or these days in the media, let's be honest, guys shoot first and ask, question late, ask questions later. And that's exactly what happened at the beginning of the show. We talked about that. And that's what happened. They were just shooting their mouths off without thinking. And, you know, Collar called them out on it. And Mayock's okay with that. And. So if it's okay with Mayock, it's all right with me. Yeah, yeah, and th I think that's a big thing. You know, we've got two guys in John Gruden and Mike Mayock that, uh, you know, the head coach and GM, they're going to put in work, man. And that's what excites me because guys that grind and hustle like that, that 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 comes to fruition. That doesn't go to waste. You don't – that doesn't translate. That doesn't uh, – that doesn't not translate, I should say. Um, I think it's just a matter of time before this team amasses the right amount of talent. Uh, like you said, we've got the key positions, I think, filled in Derek Carr, in, um, uh, you know, in places like at Cornerstones, like Carr, Conley, uh, you know, a lot of that offensive line. I think we might have a surprise in Chris Warren the third in 2019. Um, 
uh, even Cook, you know, have Cook for another two, three years. We've got the cornerstones there, man, and, and the interior of that defensive line is shaping up. I like who we've got there as well. Um, we just, we, we, you know, it's coming together, and those guys are going to make it come together. Those guys, there's too much work going on here for nothing to happen, and I, I sincerely believe that. that it, give it a year. I honestly, in my gut, tells me by 2020 when we hit Vegas, I think this is a playoff team. This is not only a playoff team. This is a team that a lot of people could see making a run in the playoff, including myself. Um, I don't think it's going to take two, three years. I think next year is a building year, obviously, with a lot of the talent that's going to come in, in you know, through the free agency and the draft. But I think because we're going to be able to snag so much high-level talent, it's going to transition pretty quickly. We're going to be able to see that transition happen at a pretty quick rate. And so I think by 2020 in Vegas, which right now behind the eye patch is going to try to get there for that home, yes. first home game, we're going to try to podcast from there. Um, I think I think we might be in for a real treat by 2020. And I even think this year, man, this 2019 season I think is going to be fun because we're going to be able to start watching some of these young stars you know, we're going to start seeing that future, the future of the Vegas Raiders coming together. Yep. And I think it's going to be pretty exciting stuff. So, but Tyler, man, we had a giveaway last yes, week. Yes, we did. Um, we, we, last week's sponsor of the podcast was Jeff um, over at... Uh, um, Dead Pirate Sports. Uh, yes, Dead Pirate Sports. Sorry. And uh, he sponsored last week's episode, said, you know what? You need to do a giveaway. This one's on me. We really appreciate that, Mr. Jeff. That really means a lot to us and to Raider Nation because we do have one lucky winner. Yes, we do. Tyler, who ends up winning some free merch this week from Raider Jeff? Well, this week we had a winner and we had a runner-up. And uh, the runner-up is going to receive a uh, behind-the-eye-patch T-shirt courtesy of myself. Um, and that will be in the mail, um, in the next couple weeks, got to get some, some more t-shirts made. And then, um, the winner, the grand prize winner of that $20 gift card is none other than our very first caller in Mr. James Burton, who is on our Mount Everest. He's one of the first part, first of the crew. That's what we're calling us here. The crew, the crew at behind the eye patch. So he's like, what would that be? First lieutenant? Uh, yeah, like first mate or something like that. Yeah, something like first lieutenant. I think is in British okay. army. That's what I mean. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm kind of firing off the hip here from all my <laughs> BBC movies. So, <laughs> well, well done. That's awesome. Yes. So congratulations, awesome. James Burton. Got the question right. I was the one who guessed the correct exact score. 24 to 21 of the uh, upset of the Raiders over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I almost said the Pittsburgh Pirates. I was thinking of uh, <laughs> baseball for some reason. Anyway, uh, the so well Mr. Done. James, uh, if you will send me, you know where I'm at on Twitter. Uh, send me your email. I will get that to Jeff, and uh, Jeff will get you a uh, voucher sent via email that you can use on deadpiratesportslasvegas.com to get yourself some slick merchandise and be all ready for either the draft or the start of the year next year. So congratulations. Thanks for coming in or calling in and, or I guess tweeting in. I apologize. I misspoke. Tweeting in. That's awesome. Well, no, yeah. Big, big shout out to again to Raider Jeff for that giveaway and congratulations again. Um, James, that that's fantastic. Nobody more deserving than James. No. You know, been here from the beginning. Really appreciate that. And uh, Raider Jeff, thanks again so much for for putting that on. I've been to his website. Dude's got some pretty sick stuff, yes, he like does. stuff I've never even seen before. And I was like, what? So the thing I'm, I'm interested Jack in to is, get over there. Yeah, is it's a, a Marshawn Lynch uh, autographed jersey. I'd love to have that nope. in my house. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So uh, there's some stuff over there I'm going, you know what, I'm going to start gearing up for that that Vegas trip, man. You know, we're like I said, we're going to try to bring this podcast down to Vegas, shoot a pod from the from the brand new stadium and then go enjoy us a, a Vegas Raiders football game. And so I'm going to need some gear to do that in. So I'm pretty jacked to get over to Raider Jeff's uh, You can't be wearing website. Khalil Mack 
jerseys to the home no, opener. Yeah, Amari Cooper, you know, anything <laughs> like that. That that just doesn't cut it. Unfortunately, I am one of the unfortunates that does. I have a Khalil Mack yep. jersey. My my beautiful wife bought it for me as a Christmas gift. You know, I think it was his second season there, and I was jacked to have it. Thought this is great. This is one of those jerseys I'll have for the next, you know, six, seven, eight years. You know, he'll be a Raider for maybe life, but he'll be here long enough to make an impact and that, you know, I'll be satisfied to have that jersey. And now, dude, I'm just, I'm thinking about just turning it into a rag and, and, and starting all over again. You know, I'm going to have to see what happens in the 2019 draft. I love trying to get, you know, that, that player and I, I, it is a gamble. But I love trying to get that young player, you know, that you think, okay, this is going to be, this guy's going to be a stud and, you know, get his jersey fresh off the press and then, you know, sporting that thing around and like knowing that, you know, I, I was sporting this around from day one, you know, when he's a pro bowler that year or the next year or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I know like, what you're saying. I like kind of gambling like but that. But I'm the opposite of that. I am no longer buying any <laughs> current player jerseys. It is only retired vets for me. Uh, it's either Bo Jackson or Howie Long is up for me next. So I've got the Woodson. There you go. I've got the uh, the Seawood jersey. I uh, broke my own rule. My wife bought me a Mac jersey in May, and he was traded like the next month. Oh no! So, that's even worse yep. than mine. I feel yeah, that's bad. But you know, I don't believe in burning jerseys. No. But I've got to put it to use because I don't. I legit like. I'm gonna. Keep you know it. what I'll probably Maybe do? I'll come back. Yeah. That, and you know what? That's right. We did talk about that. I'm going to keep it stored away in the closet. You know what? Bears might be in trouble. You know, if Trubisky all of a sudden breaks out and is one of the top, you know, three quarterbacks in the NFL and they got to pay him or pay Mac and Mac's got to go in two or three years. Yeah, I could see the Raiders saying, you know, come on home. Come on home. Especially if the Raiders at that point, I think they're going to be doing pretty fantastic. So come to Vegas anyhow, where you so- don't have to pay any uh, income tax. Yeah, you ding dong head. Because if you had done that in the beginning, yeah, if you'd have done that in the beginning, you would have kept more of your money and you'd have gotten paid the same anyway. Uh, You moron. So uh, sorry. Anyway, a little little hate going on there. Still still a little bitter about that. But Raider Nation, thank you so much for hanging out with us on this podcast. We do appreciate you listening, and uh, we will be back with another episode of fun filled facts, figures. Tyler's hit list, list. talking more about the draft, the free agency. We'll probably drop one more pod before the Super Bowl. We'll make some Super Bowl picks and predictions. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And, you know, we'll see you in the next episode. Just win, baby.